The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, a number of memos uh, brought to Cabinet today by the Minister for Housing, Dara O'Brien. All in all, uh, they make up about a €1 billion Euro increase on spending when it comes to housing in this country. The Minister is with me now. Minister, can you talk us through the plan, please? Yeah, thanks, Kieran. Um, look, a couple of things. I suppose last year was the first year of housing for all, and we had a decent start with 30,000 new homes or just short of being delivered last year, but we want to do more. One area I've been focusing on in particular is how we can reduce the cost of construction and therefore activate more supply, particularly new commencements for this year that will feed, in, feed into next. So in that regard, I got approval from Cabinet today to bring in a time-bound 12-month waiver for development levies and water connection fees for all homes that are commenced from today onwards between today and the 24th of April next year, and they must be completed by 2025. Now, the average there you're looking at is probably per unit. It varies across the country, but a saving on the bill cost per unit between water and, um, and development levies of about €12,800. But in some areas, particularly for apartments, it can be significantly more, upwards to 20000 Um So really, it's an activation measure. Um, it's about further increasing that supply. It's in a time-bound basis. Um, and uh, we'll be reimbursing the local authorities and indeed Ishka Aaron uh, for the full amount of that waiver over the course of the year. But fundamentally, what I want to see is more homes built for people that they can that they can buy, that they can rent. Mm. And uh, we're that hence this measure has been brought through to add to the good pipeline that we have for this year, but particularly looking into 2024 and 2025. So, what 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 evidence is there that homes are not being built? because of the cost of construction? Because I know commencement notices dipped towards the end of last year, but I understand the beginning of this year, they were up. January was a record month. Yeah, thankfully, the first quarter of this year, we've seen you know good, strong increase in, in commencements, but particularly in the area of houses. Uh, what still remains a challenge, and I know you'll know this and your listeners will know this, is the development of, of apartments in particular uh, and good compact urban growth, particularly apartments in our cities that people can can buy and live in or rent on a cost rental basis. So, you know, we'll monitor this as it goes forward. It is a real reduction in construction cost and will help, I believe, get further uh, units and get further mm. uh, shovels into the ground to increase that supply. But further. again, well, what's the evidence for it being needed? If, if commencement notices were up at sure, record levels the at the start of this year, why do we need this beyond builders claiming they need it? Well, it's, it's not just that, actually. What we're seeing, particularly in, on, on the apartments end of things, and we've seen quite, subs- like there, there is an issue with regard to apartment viability, and we've brought forward measures like the Creekona Cities Fund, and I'll be making some announcements on that actually next month where we'll be able to get the first number of schemes uh, going on that, which, is, which are apartments in our cities for people to buy, and we haven't seen that type of development in years, okay? There is no question that, that some who will benefit from the waiver, there are homes that would have been built anyway, but from the research that we've done and very detailed research in that regard, if you take even within, within our cities, we've 80,000, 90,000 uh, unactivated planning permissions. A large portion of that is indeed cost. Uh, we would, you know, be earnestly want as well some of these cost savings to be passed on to the, to the home purchaser. Um, and we have schemes in place like the first home scheme and the help to buy that's really taken off very well uh, in the last number of months. But I suppose, Kieran, what it's about, something I've discussed on your show with you, is using all the levers we have available mm-hmm. uh, to catch up on 
10, 12 years of very significant undersupply. Uh, we have the resources to do this. Um, it's a time-bound measure. Uh, we'll assess it as we work through the year. And that's coupled with another couple of decisions that we made also uh, today, particularly in the area of cost rental, which has been a really um, popular form of of new housing, long-term state-backed mm. rents, 50-year tenures. Um, but what we're not seeing enough of in that space is actually apartment delivery uh, for, for that as well. And that's why I got approval today to move forward with a viability measure specifically focused on cost rental. And most of that will be delivered by the land development agencies. So we're targeting between four and 6,000 units in that space also. So I think these measures have to be taken in the round as an addition to already the very significant mm. investment that we're making in housing for all that is seeing an increase in supply. And thankfully last year, more first-time buyers actually being able to buy their home uh, than we've seen since 2007. Not everybody's feeling it. We need to do more. And that's the reason for these measures here is to further in- increase supply in the right place. Yeah, you mentioned the, the, the passing on of savings. There, there's no guarantee built into this, though, that developers will pass on any of these savings. I mean, no, you say 12,800 per unit. I mean, there's probably developers out there who will see that and think, great, that's 12,800 euro extra profit the government have just signed off on. Well, I think from talking to the development sector and most importantly for talking to those people who want to be able to rent or buy a home at an, at an affordable rate, and I speak to people every single day of the week, is really what it's about is making sure there's choice and supply out there. And yes, look, you're right, and I, there's no guarantee that the full saving is going to be passed on. But what I think this will do, particularly for larger developments, is help with their viability. So I've got to, kind of got to make, make a choice between seeing things being built or not. And if this tips the balance between marginal uh, developments that may not have happened and now will happen by increasing supply right across the country. Uh, I think that is a good thing. And this will apply as well to people who are building their own home. And I know from talking to people who build their own home, uh, the costs associated with that, and that is a real saving okay. uh, for those people. So, so in other words, if, if a developer pockets this as extra profit, well, that's not ideal, but it's the lesser of two evils if, as a consequence of these, he's building more units. I don't expect that to be the case in the main, Kieran. to be honest with you. But what I would say to you is that the more supply that, that is out there, the better. Uh, it, this is a targeted time-bound measure, and we will be assessing it as we move through. And I've said that, you know, what I'll say to people now, to the uh, development sector, if it helps to get those homes moving, uh, that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But what I, we have seen last year, particularly, you know, because of Help to Buy and, and the First Home Scheme, more homes uh, being pointed toward the, the first-time buyer market. And that is a good thing because most people who are renting want to be able to buy their own home, or at the very least, and they want to rent in a, in a secure way through cost rental. And that's why that other viability measure I speak of with regard to apartments that will be developed through the Land Development Agency uh, is a really good thing um, because that will actually help move them along. And there will be very strict conditions uh, on that regard on those developments around yeah. uh, that they must be for cost rental, they must be long-term tenures, and they must be a minimum of 20, and when I say minimum, I mean that, of 25% below uh, the open market rent. Many of the ones we've seen come through, we've approved 1,000 already over the last year, are averaging about 35% below market. But the real important thing for, for those renters is, is that they've long-term secure tenures of 50 years. And that makes a big difference insofar as security for people and their families. And, and, and the additional units that you hope will be built on foot of these measures, are, are these to help hit those housing for all targets or are they additional units mm-hmm. on, on top of those targets? I know the, the Taoiseach speaking earlier talking about, you know, acknowledging the targets are probably not enough. We're playing catch up. 
Yeah, well, we are playing catch-up. And I think, look, the targets we've set, like last year we set a target of 24,600 and we exceeded that quite substantially by over 5,000. You know, this year the target's 29,000 and we want to exceed that as well. I would see the measures that we're taking, particularly around the development levy and the water waiver, will really feed into next year's delivery. We have a decent pipeline for this year, notwithstanding the fact that we've had increased costs, particularly around financing, around materials and indeed labour. So there is a pressure, and not just in yeah. Ireland, right across Europe, and, and we know that too. But really what I'm looking at is trying to activate permissions that heretofore have not been activated. Yeah. Uh, to but, 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 to, but to hit and, those and targets... Under Housing for All, or is all of this, should it be assessed as additional to Housing well, I would, for All? I would hope that it will drive momentum there, Kieran. So to answer your question directly, I think that we will see the fruits of some of these measures really next year and the year after, 24 and 25. I'm very focused on exceeding the target that we've set through Housing for All this year of 29,000. Uh, and we've seen good commencements this year. Um, we have about 19,000 social homes in the pipeline we have affordable homes to purchase for the first time in a generation and the yeah. first home scheme's kicking on. So, look, it, it is about additionality and anything I can do to deliver additionality, like we took a big jump from 21 to 22, from 20,000 homes to 30,000 homes and that's a good thing. But again, as I said, not everyone feels that or sees that. But we are seeing momentum out there and it is about trying to ensure that there's affordability there for people as well and that's why I've really stuck with things like the first home scheme that more and more people know about now and the Help to Buy grant that's helping people now buy homes and people that thought they would never be able to buy a home. But look, there'll always remain challenges and we've got to be flexible and we've got to innovate um, you know, as we move through dealing with high interest rates and high, high uh, cost of financing, particularly we've mm. seen that over the last and few months. And that's a reality that we have to deal with. And, and where else do obstacles exist to providing additionality, as, as, as you say? I mean, you, you'll be aware of this story the, in, in Galway, this meeting they had yesterday, um, an emergency meeting at the local authority, uh, effectively kind of accusing on board Planal of being a basket case and preventing mm-hmm. any social houses being built in the city. Sure. And look, there are issues in planning um, and we discussed them. People will be well aware of them, particularly last year. And we had to stabilise the board and we've now 15 board members, a new chairperson, a new deputy chairperson. We've more people in on than we've ever had before. And interestingly, just in the first couple of months of this year, uh, you, you, you'll have seen over 5,000 permissions being granted um, through the board. So they're working through the backlog that is there. And I understand the, the frustration of colleagues in Galway too. We need a fit for purpose, uh, you know, modern planning system. Uh, that's why earlier this year I published the largest overhaul of planning legislation probably since the 1950s, the Consolidated Planning and Development Bill, which has actually just concluded pre-legislative scrutiny in the Oireachtas and people have fed into that. So that's a very important piece of legislation about how we can, one, make sure that people have and will always have the right to have their say and I want that, mm. but two, that we have the, the, the planning processes that are streamlined and can, can deliver the developments and the strategic in, infrastructure that we actually need. And fundamentally, that also meant about making sure that our local authorities and the board are properly resourced. And like we have more people in Embora Planola now than we've ever had. Uh, but yes, there were issues last year that did affect uh, uh, output in Embora Planola. But thankfully, they're getting to grips with that now. Uh, before I let you go, then, are you satisfied that your your colleague, Niall Collins, that he has uh, dealt with uh, allegations made against him in recent days? I am, Kieran, and I, I believe Niall has agreed to make a statement and he'll be making a statement to the Dáil, I believe, this afternoon or tomorrow. Um, 
Uh, he's been very clear in the statement he issued last night that like, he wasn't even on the council when uh, the lands in question were disposed of, and that's a matter for the full plenary of any local authority, not an area committee. So uh, I know Niall a long time. He's a very straight-down-the-line guy. Uh, he tells it as it is, and I'm more than satisfied with the statement that he's made and the fact that he'll be making a statement in the Dáil. Should there be a ban on people protesting outside the private homes of politicians? I don't like to see it, to be honest. I, I, I want to believe in the rights of, of protest, but I think, I think the appropriate place for that to be done is either, you know, at government buildings or outside government departments or indeed, or indeed on the streets. Like, we all have, have families. Um, like, my family, uh, you know, have nothing to do with the job that I do. Um, they support me in, in what I do, and most of us couldn't do any of us in, jo- in jobs couldn't do the jobs we do without their support. But you know, I think I, I just—it's it, a very small minority of protesters do this, and uh, I would just ask them to be aware of, you know, the other people who are affected by us. You've, you've children, you've husbands and wives, or partners, or whatever. And there's an appropriate way and appropriate places for people to. Uh, to to protest, and I would always support the right, and uh, even if I don't agree with what they're protesting about, but I believe that's very important that people have a right uh, to protest, and and uh, in in a democratic republic like we have, um, further measures with regard to bans and that I'm not sure how um, productive they they might be, but I would just ask people to you know uh, be sensitive about other people who maybe related, maybe married, maybe living with you or, or, or whatever the case may be, but it's not their their issue. I'm quite happy and, you know, regularly people speak to me, be that with good feedback, sometimes with not good feedback, and that's fine, and I respect all of that. But there's a right time and a right place for people to, to let their views be known. Minister, thanks a million for joining us. You're very welcome, Kieran. A lot of people getting in touch uh, already. Not overly impressed, though, with the plan. Oh, my God, has this government learned nothing from past mistakes? This will not be passed on. Somebody else, the builders are not going to pass this on. How is this going to make it cheaper for would-be buyers? Absolute nonsense. Daryl O'Brien has not been credible up to now. Why the heck should I believe him? And somebody else says, so where people had to pay 15 or 20 grand for amenities connections from today on, no other person will have to pay it. The taxpayers do. Hardly seems fair to me. I don't think that's actually the case. I think it's only for developers so the big projects where a developer will be paying all those connection fees. If you as an individual built your house and had to pay Irish Water and the ESB etc for your connections, I'm afraid you still will have to pay for your connections tomorrow if you are building a house. Uh, This is only for the big developers. So in other words, the individuals you're still paying all of this. The big 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 property developers out there rolling in money. Yeah they're the ones getting this cash break. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.